What's going on, beautiful people? It's Why Not Us Podcast. It's your host, Ken J. And tonight, we have Michelle in the building. And tonight, we'll be talking about corruption and DPS dealing with mental health. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Feeling real good. That's good. That's good. How are you feeling mentally? I'm feeling well. Very well. Working on myself, you know. That's that's what it is. I'm glad that you you doing well mentally because that's everything. You know what I'm saying? Because our mental health matters. Yes. And sometimes people forget about mental health really mattering. You know what I'm saying? Um, people don't really focus on that. So um, it's not even people- about them forgetting about mental health. It's just that in the black community, it's like shunned upon. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. So tell the people what we'll be discussing tonight. Well, tonight we're just basically going to talk about some statistics with um, correctional officers and mental health. And then, of course, the experience that I went through that led me to this point right now. Okay, okay, okay. Now, I appreciate you coming to the platform. I really do. Um, I'm proud of you for saying what you feel telling your story nothing but the truth and it is what it is and your truth matters yeah so i'm hella proud of you so i gotta clap for you real talk i'm proud of you you. big love big energy that's what we do so it has to start somewhere because people don't speak up on these issues because they're afraid of the retaliation or the backlash that you're going to get or losing your job but right now we have to let people know you matter Okay, that business is still going to run whether you're here or not. And that's what people need to realize. Like, you have to put yourself first at some point. Your mental health matters. It needs to be talked about. And let's stop hiding it. I totally agree. We got to stop hiding it. And we got to stop getting mad at people because they're saying, yo, I feel this way. I feel this way. And just showing them away. They really need help. And I'm glad that you're about to shed light on, you know, working with DPS. Yeah. (laughs) So go ahead and break down the statistics for us. Let us know something. So basically, like, that is a very stressful job within itself. Correctional officers at risk for anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress, and suicidal attempts. 10% of correctional officers have thought about killing themselves, but 73 haven't told anyone, meaning that many are suffering in silence. Yet, where do most training in, you know, in DPS is like de-escalation, the use of force, you know, uh, we're going to do this small physical fit test, but mind you, an inmate is physically doing something every day. But when you at work, you sitting down, you're not doing much, you know? And then when it comes to like um, the life expectancy for correctional officers is to the age of 59, compared to 77 years for a national average. There was a lieutenant who retired. Once he retired, he became a vegetable had a massive stroke or heart attack, I'm not sure, one or the other, but 
now he's a vegetable to this day. That says a lot about stress and the job. Like for real, that says a lot about the job in itself. And DPS need to step their game up, period. You know what I'm saying? And really, they got we to. should have like unlimited mental health facilities that we should have access to. Because people that don't speak about it, you're going through it in silence. So you're trying to deal with it with yourself. It's a bad idea. Then you surround yourself with the same people who work in DPS because you want someone around you that understands what you're going through. Which that's not good because you have a dysfunctional support system. So where do you go from there? I never looked at it like that, but that makes sense. Because everybody is operating in the same manner you know what i'm saying the same the same hell for real and then you have officers that's already saying i feel like i'm locked up just as much as the inmate but the inmates get treated better than i do so why are we going to go to a supervisor where we know once we come to you it could be some retaliation Everyone in the prison going to know about it. There's no confidentiality. So what, what's in place really for the officer? Because if an inmate says anything about mental health, you're going to get pulled. You're going to pull them. A psychiatrist coming to talk to them, the chaplain. All this is going on. But when the officer comes to you to say mentally, in my case, I don't feel right. I feel like I'm a spaz out. I don't want to go to the outside with a gun. Just not feeling right. I get laughed at. Still get handed a weapon to go to that outside hospital. So we did this. I've done that seven to eight months before I took a vacation, came back, got into it with a lieutenant. A day later, I made a video about mental health awareness um, in the workplace. Next thing I know, I get a phone call to report to work. So I'm thinking I'm going in to talk about the altercation that happened. No, I get a paper in my face to tell me I'm being taken out because of the video that was posted on TikTok. I said, so are we going to speak about what led to this video? No. Are we going to speak about the incident that happened? No. But me being who I am, I spoke about it anyway. And the only response I got was, everything you need to know is in this packet. Which all the packet explained to me was why I was being taken out, the time I have, FMLA, and as of that day, I was placed on FMLA by my employer. My doctor never signed no paperwork, no nothing. This happened in January. What's today? What month are we in? We in August. We in August, yeah. 
We in August. And so with FMLA, right? Doesn't it have to be like you have to go to the doctor and get, you know, checked out and everything like that? That's what I thought. But to now my recollection is that your employer could take you out if they feel or someone feel or the person that sent them felt from their perception what my mental health was. Mm. So basically they speaking for you. That's what it seemed like, but you're mm -hmm. using a video that I've done. Because mind you, regardless of this video, I have talked to my lieutenant. I have talked to my captain. I have talked to my warden. Nothing was done. Then one day my partner goes to, I, I forget what her position is but goes to a higher up personnel whatever and lets them know okay I'm <clears> trying <throat> to be moved I can't be moved here because my fiance is here but she's trying to get out of here so the lady says well why is she trying to you know move around well this is what's been going on with her with her supervisors Mentally, this is what's going on. The first thing this lady says is they didn't pull her for a mental evaluation. So mind you, this was before the vacation time, right? She tells my partner, have her fill out the transfer paper and give it to me personally. So when I come in, I got the paper. When she come in, hand it to her, you sign off. Okay. I go on vacation. I come back. I'm still in the same spot, but you already signed off and already knew the situation, right? Mm -hmm. So then I'm being forced to go to the outside hospital with the weapon when mind you, for the past, I'm going to say like two months, y'all have accommodated me and left me inside because you've seen how serious it was when I had to really like go in about the situation. So but they, they still try to send you outside to the hospital though with a gun. Only this one person. Okay. Mm. Oh, got so, you. So mind you, the officer in charge is the lieutenant that I've been talking to it about, who's been keeping me in the building. You're standing right there. You let her call me out for this. When we go into the hallway, I'm like talking to my homegirl, like I should just go home. I'm not feeling right. So my homegirl like, yeah, why would they send you out? I don't know. I should just go to the house. So then I hear, excuse me, uh, can you come here? Okay, what's up? You going out because this is the call out? Man, that has nothing to do with me. Mentally, I'm not going out. You know, I haven't been going out. 
And if you want to talk to me, you're going to pull me to the side and talk to me and not in front of other people. Then you tell me you're an officer, so you're going to do what you're told to do. Mm. Nah. So that's when I hit you with the, no, because I'm not a modern day slave. But the situation progressed, progressed. You follow me. We damn near titty to titty. You're a supervisor. You're the OIC that knew about it. You could have squashed all of that. But then still, y'all trying to make me put on a weapon after all of this. I'm, I had to take, and take a step back and think about me. This is my livelihood. If I put this weapon in, on and go out, what may happen? What if I'm mentally messed up to where I went outside, sat in the car, and just pow? What if I went to the outside hospital, got into it with either the inmate I'm sitting on or a nurse? You know how easy it is to use any weapon when you could be a little cloudy and regret it for the rest of your life? Right. So I had to choose me. I totally understand that. But it's just like it's messed up because she talking about or whoever talking about call outs. You feel what I'm saying? That's why I'm, I try to tell people like these jobs really don't care about you. You know what I'm saying? You just a number. You just a body. You feel what I'm saying? You just a body. That's all. You, you're not a human to them. You're, you're just a body. And yo, we humans out here, bro. If I'm Yo, you already had it down, like, with the OIC, like, yo, I already got this issue going on. You already know the situation. This, this, the person that's in charge is actually letting me stay inside because, you know, like, I know when you go outside to that hospital, it's a whole different beast. It's a whole different environment. Like, it's different. Right. So you call me in to take me out. I have been out since then, been going to the doctor, went to therapy. I'm good, right? So if this situation, though, is not handled between me and this one person, why would I walk back inside of there? Not only that, y'all don't communicate with me. I have left 57 emails. Ask me how many of them were answered. How many was answered? None. But if I don't call out, you will call me. Mm -hmm. I'm getting written up. I'm a no call, no show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you waiting for my time to run out to say, oh, you're not available. But y'all are not available. What is in place for officers? Nothing's in place for officers. Nothing's in place for us. We're officers. I said, well, you know, I used to be an officer. So I said us, but nothing's in place, honestly. Like I said, you just a body. So you a body. So all the people called out, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, well, you going to the hospital because we need you to go to the hospital. You feel what I'm saying? But my bruh, thing is, they don't no. even care about that situation. That means nothing to them. It's the video. 
of me explaining that in the video and me saying how your employer should listen to you when you come to them saying, mentally, I don't feel right. Something is going on. Cause me as a supervisor, let me tell you something. You come to me like, oh, I, I just ain't feeling right. Like mentally, mm -mm. oh, come on in the office. You need some water. Let me talk to you real quick. How are you? What's going on? Yeah. Because as a supervisor, why would I let you walk out of my site mentally and I don't know where you at? You could hurt yourself. You could hurt others when we're supposed to protect the general public. So why wouldn't we ch protect the people that work with us also? Mm. Mm. Yeah, yo, you just said it. You just said a whole word right there. For real. Right. You sit here and say, this is my brother. This is my sister that I stand next to when I'm working. So why are we not protecting our brothers and sisters the same way we're protecting the general public? We're protecting inmates. The officer is the inmate. That's deep. The That's deep. is the inmate. We are, we locked in just like them. Mm-hmm. You are stuck in one spot for 12.25 and could be up to 14 hours. So you can't even get a break if you're in the booth, okay? No, you can't. You can't even get a break if you have been stuck in one spot. Let me tell you something. You're supposed to call in. I feel like I'm about to go in. You're go supposed ahead. to call in every hour if you in that tower right yeah i've sat in the tower one night had a whole panic attack i called 15 times not one answer my homegirl come over the radio when you not busy you know basically hit me up i ain't gonna use their codes hit me up yeah all of a sudden and i say back over the radio well, that would depend if someone answers. All of a sudden, my phone ringing, it's her. But only the person sitting in that office could transfer the calls. So you heard us over the radio, but you also seen that I, I called. But then if you flash me, the first yes. thing you're going to say is that I'm sleeping you asleep. and I'm, I'm not alert. But you don't yep. know what could be happening to someone inside of that tower. Yeah, that's that's it. If if they flash, if they flash you and you're not and you don't react to that flash, bro, that's a that's that's like 18 months can go in your uh listen, listen, they girl people just don't care about people these days, and it's so sad. We gotta take care of our people. We have to take care of us you had like back in the day when i worked there it was a good squad when i tell you it was a good squad when the lieutenant hit that first hospital room everyone knew in that hospital and every other hospital knew yo get right 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you alert, get right. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. People used to call and check on you, show up to your booth or saying, yo, you good. Yeah, yeah. Now it's not like that. You short as hell. It could be one sergeant, one officer, two, a whole unit, and the unit is still running. Why is that unit not locked down? So you telling me what they have to do is more important than these two lives that showed up. Don't get a break. Hell no, you ain't no get no break. And then uh, sometimes like if you don't have enough people to actually like uh, relieve you, sometimes you got to use... <laughs> You got to do what you got to do. Like, you got to use that bathroom. Like, um, because if you don't get no break and you got to clean the toilet stool and all that right there because it's not enough people to actually relieve you from your post. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? They not even talking about, like, sometimes we get stuck. You know what I'm saying? So instead of you working 12.25 hours, then you got to add the extra four. So you working a whole 16 hours and they still want you to come back. They still want you to come back. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's really real. You know what I'm saying? That was like, maybe like, maybe like 11, 12, 11 or 12 years ago for me. So imagine being there today where you're very short. Mm-hmm. Imagine being there right now. If that was 12 years ago, you'd be at the outside hospital. You call your sergeant. To come relieve you so you can stretch your legs, wake up a little bit. Mm-hmm, because your mm-hmm. whole point is, I feel like the whole point of a rover being out there is to keep you alert. I'm going to yeah. keep you on your toes. I'm going to come in. I'm going to check on you. Yeah. Oh, you might need to take a walk, go get some fresh air, stand outside, do something. That's what you're there for. But no, you have sergeants that would rather go and sleep all night. in certain officers rooms because you know they gonna go for that shit you right though you right it's like it's like really backwards you know what i'm saying like you can give all your time you know what i'm saying you can have a good rapport you know what i mean you could just show up you do everything you're supposed to do at the job you know what i'm saying but your mental health like how you think i'm operating is my mental like that's how i'm able to operate because once you have a breakdown with your mental and you in that and you in that facility, and matter of fact, when you outside the facility with a gun, yo, we got a gun on our hip. You understand what I'm saying? So if I'm not right mentally, and I'm telling you this, and even how about somebody, worried, even if you're not worried about me, you should be worried about everybody else because yeah. I have the gun. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And everybody is like, oh, well, that's your job. And what, 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 that's fine. But in the whole nine year spans, I've been here and never had a break. So if I come to you, mentally, I ain't right. You should, you should listen to that. Especially if you say, oh, you're a strong officer. You should be a sergeant. And we need this person to go out there. And that's you. And whoop the wop, wop, wop. But then I come and tell you mentally, okay, something ain't right. 
and you laugh. No, you should have said, well, let me pull you for a mental evaluation. We're going to send you home tonight. And this is the steps that you need to take. No, instead, I have been emailing them to find out the steps I need to take. Like, I'm calling you. I'm calling this person. I'm trying to reach out to this person. I'm doing that. See, this is the beginning. Like, this is this is the steps because they mess with the wrong person. They mess with you. Yeah, so they I'm mess with about gone. So now I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. They okay. mess with the wrong, they mess with the wrong person. Um, they really did. Girl, I have what is it, six, six and a half or seven books that I've been writing in just from working in the prison. I have dates, I have times, I have the inmate I sat with, who was working with me, who was my supervisor. Hmm. So why wouldn't I write down every time I told you or spoke to someone about this issue? And then when I even, oh, girl, after one day after I told them, like, no, y'all think I'm playing. I'm really about to spaz out. The captain says something on the stage about how short we was. Walked off the stage, comes up to me and says, and you feel like you about to spaz out? See, that's what I'm, and and that's what I'm telling you. Remember, we was having the conversation that the lieutenants, the captains, the sergeants, not every sergeant, not every captain, not, not every, every lieutenant, not, every. not everyone, but they don't have power at home, so they they try to be bigger than than what they are. And I told them like, bro, I put on my pants like you put on your pants. I don't care about this job. I don't but care they about this. To realize the gray shirts is the one. Who is on the first? Who is you know first yeah. line? We mm -hmm. running the this. This is what we're dealing with, and you are sitting in your at your desk in the comfortable chair, laid back, feet up, probably sleep. Don't want to even answer to what's going on because you don't want to do no paperwork. Like. Girl, it's just mind-boggling to me. Every time I think about it or talk about it, like, you know, get a little flustered. <laughs> like I understand, though. Yeah. I, hey, I understand. I mean, basically, you putting in your blood, sweat, and tears behind a job, and they not even taking you serious. So, I get it. in that place and not walk out. Thanks. So many officers since I've been in there have walked in maybe other prisons but still they have not walked out yeah you know what i'm saying or you have people i've been there since two people committed suicide mm. that work in the prison i've been there since a unit manager you might as well say he was killed because he got resuscitated twice in there from being attacked so then you had officers that were attacked or stabbed that wasn't at work, but now we don't speak on these people. That's an issue for me. And that's what started it. Then I saw an officer hit another officer with a van. Like in front of my face, I'm the one who ran down there, take my shirt off, put it under his head because he's bleeding out. So now this is when all my mental is like, 
But then when I think I'm okay with that, y'all tell me I am mandated to speak in court about the situation that happened. So it's just like, it, man, it's like, it, it really is a mind. It, it, <laughs> yo, it's a lot. It's a lot working in the prison. You know what I'm saying? It's just not like, yo, we working in the prison. No, it's actually serious. You can be in there. You take that home with you. But you got babies that you still have to love and care for. But you're so messed up in your head in this negative mind state. Where you can't even love on your child the correct way. Or you and your partner is getting into it because you're so stressed out. Because you have no outlet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So right. you want us to come in here and you train us in this negative ass environment. Let me... All right, I'm back. I'm sorry. You good? Uh, oh. Yep. <laughs> it messed your sound up. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but now it's like. <laughs> and you it know. was my mother. <laughs> so. We most definitely gonna have to do a part two of this. Most definitely do a part two of this. Yeah, because I ain't even go over like majority of the statistics with PTSD and stuff like that. And it's just so much. And in my head, it'd be like so much I want to say at one time and just can't, you know? We so. Yeah, because I guess the phone call just, you know. But we'll be, it'll be a part two. And once again, this is Why Not Us podcast. And it'll be a part two. Thank you. All right, y'all. We back. You know, we back, we back, we back. <laughs> part I two. I say back like cook crack, but. <laughs> <laughs> This gonna be part two right here. So you know, like when you was when you was talking about like, um, you know, going to the hospital, going out, mm -hmm. and you know, sometimes you don't have a relief when you go out. You know, what I'm saying in the hospitals as well. Like, right. and sometimes that list of the people at the hospital be so many people for real. Yes. So it's just like, bro, it'd be a lot going on. It just, it's not like a walk in the park. You know what I'm saying? It ain't what it seemed like. I don't know, but it's not what it seemed like. So I'm it's about really to not like even the nurses be trying to catch you up. You know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. sneaking in to make sure, you know, like ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, since it's a nursing station, there's nurses there, is a mental health facility there as well. You know what I'm saying? For the inmates, it should do the it be should be the same thing for the officers as well. I'm glad you said that because I wanted to double back to the young man that was struck by another officer. Girl, sitting out there with him. 
trying to keep him up, eyes rolling in the back of his head. So I'm, I'm making jokes with him. Like, what you want to do? You want a vacation? You know, because mm. I want to keep him up in the Yeah, back. yeah. I look up. A doctor and a nurse, right, is coming towards me. No med bag, no stethoscope, no blood pressure cuff. That right there had me like just crazy. If someone tells you an officer, you come out there with nothing. That's scary. That's when I start realizing more and more. They're not running to no scenes. They're walking. This man is bleeding out of his head. You are walking. Yeah, that that's crazy. What's going on? What's going on with you? That's that's crazy. Like just to think that a nurse and a doctor came out there and they didn't they didn't have nothing to help this man. But if it was, yeah, that yeah, part. you coming? They yeah. going to get a medical screen if they get injured. I've been there where an officer passed out in line up. They bring her outside in the wheelchair and the nurses come down walking like this. Talking about if she outside, what what they need us for? Ma'am, she just passed out. Can you check something like vital something? And this is where we go into work. Like this is my life and this is the nurses that would come to my help. And I seen it firsthand. Not only that with that situation with the person that hit the young man with the van. They fired her, right? Got her job back. Huh? Huh? Got her what job you... back. Huh? They... Uh -huh. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold on. Because I'm not understanding. So... Uh, no, nah, I don't understand that. So I ain't even gonna, I ain't even gonna say nothing else because I know you just didn't say that they got their job back. Yeah. Then not only that, if one of my, I'm gonna say brothers or sisters, co-workers, whatever, if they pass, your picture get put up in this little small lobby for probably a couple days, and that's it. Wow. Wow. So you really minimized to nothing. No matter how much you did, it don't matter. So, yeah, yeah. It's like you got a wall of retirees. Why you don't have a wall of people who lost their life? Mm. To remember those kind of people. That's deep, man. So that's what I'm saying. After a while, it's like you go in there and it's like, what am I doing? Where am I protected anywhere here? Who got your back in that place? You better hope you cool with somebody because most nine times out of 10, don't nobody like you anyway. 
everybody talking about you. So who do you have to de depend on really nobody but yourself? And for referees, sometimes, you know, the inmate, you know what I'm saying? Because the inmate outnumbers the officers. The inmates will look out for you, too. If you're in a situation, I don't the inmate will look out for you. You know what I'm saying? And they, I have they, heard about situations where the female officer, I think, in New York was about to be raped by an inmate. And five to six other inmates broke down the thing and went in there to help her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It you it's like a catch twenty two with that because that depends on the way the wind blow. You know. Yeah. 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 So like honestly, like working in the prison, um, or whatever. Like I always treated everybody like a human. You know what I'm saying? Period. You know. So that's how I was always operated like that. Like I'm treating everybody like a human like period but we not getting treated like a human for real for real like um we're not you know what i'm saying it's, it's, they talk to us crazy um they talk crazy right and not only that like talk you tell me a person can work walk in the lineup two minutes late but you deduct 15 minutes i'm confused like you say, the math ain't mathing. <laughs> nah, the math ain't mathing. <sighs> yeah, it's like, I don't... It's, it's a lot. It's really hard, you know, like, to work in that place already, period. And you know, when you go in there, like me, I always try to go in there no matter what, like I'm good. I sit outside in the car for about 20 minutes. I'm listening to some music. I'm praying. I walk in praying. I stay praying while I'm in there because I want to walk out the same way or better than I was because maybe I got a good word, a message or something. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how you always have to stay in a place like that. And then you just fighting so much. You're not even fighting the inmates. You're fighting, you know, your co-workers. That's your that part. Your management, uh, personnel. Like, you can't eat. And then when you when they know you know your shit, they give you an attitude. But when you give it right back to them, oh, then you're confrontational. You're aggressive. You're this and you're that. But this is my livelihood. So, yes, I have all rights to be passionate about myself yeah so so that's true though because it never be it never really be nothing with the ma it be the people that you work with and the higher ups for real that's when all the confrontation happens um is with the higher ups and the people that you work with honestly that's what it is the inmates nah they let me break something yeah. down about how much they come before us i'm gonna go back to when that unit manager was attacked do you know two days later, the inmates had new chairs for outside, for the outside phone? You, I mean, the phone, you got new chairs. They begin new radios. But you attack someone. I don't care if it was just one person. Like they say, one bad apple spoils the bunch, right? 
and that's what how it is too as us as officers if you hear about a female officer that got caught up with an inmate then you think we are all like that but you telling me they attack our people and they still get new shit still get stuff put in place where was the counselors for those that saw the body that came to the situation where was the chaplains then where was the mental health people at then so what do this officer do when they see something like that when you see an inmate die so let's talk about that let's talk about an officer that just got fired because the inmate decided to use drugs and overdose. But you fire officers because you had to place the blame on somebody. Mm. So now, but where is their mental support at for not only seeing this body, but now they were fired before being fired, you're put under maybe an investigation. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. now that you're in the investigation, you don't know what may happen, but this is how you take care of your family. So now for the rest of their life, they're going to remember that. Yeah, because they need to put the... Yeah, because they need to put the blame on somebody. Like you said, it's kind of like misplaced rage type vibe. You feel what I'm saying? You really don't know who bought the drugs into this person. You really don't. You understand what I'm saying? So that that officer right there is the I'm a, I'm a this is the person right here is responsible for this. But that don't even make sense though. That no. don't that that don't even make sense, man. It, it really don't. Or let's talk about an officer who mother passed away. Mm hmm couple of days later, I think her birthday came up. He spazzes out. He gets fired. But y'all don't even know the backstory behind the spaz out. It was just too much. And then you come at him sideways about a position in this place, but the man mama just passed and today is her birthday or the day before is her birthday. And now he doesn't have a job. Instead of mentally getting him evaluated to figure out he needs some help. And there's so many people that is suffering in silence and is scared to say something. I don't care if after this I get a phone call to know that I am permanently terminated. People need to know that you matter. <laughs> Your mental health matters. There is only one you. You are. You got to realize you have either a significant other. You have a family. You have people to live for. And at any given moment, you could. I could walk into this place and not walk out. That's true. That's true. But nothing. Nothing ain't. Nah, you, you you still gonna be good regardless. Ain't nothing oh, gonna happen. I, oh yeah, girl. Yeah. When I tell you, if anything, it pushed me to see my purpose in life. Mm. It really it, did. It pushed me to see that I had some 
it's more like I was cutting the grass, the situations, instead mm. of picking the root up, you know, plucking the root. Mm. And now I was able to do that with this time being off and just working on me and what's best for me. And now I know that I can advocate for other people because I'm going through it right now. Right. It basically provoked you into your purpose. Right. And if you don't want to speak up, I speak up for you. So now I understand why they call me confrontational. Because for a while I used to be like, I'm not confrontational. No, I'm not. But if you call me speaking up and having a passion for what I believe in and I'm going to stand on it, I'll be confrontational all day. I plan yeah. traffic with you all day, honey. You passionate. Yeah. But, you know, when you a woman and you black, it's aggression. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When they try to label you, it's aggression. No, it's not aggression. And I should be aggressive about my life. I'm sorry if you don't got nothing to live for. And it's like they want that place to be everything to you. Like this is your first priority is this, this prison. Not your family. You could get a phone call about a family member, something going on right now, happening, whatever. But you got to wait for relief. Yeah. And ain't no telling how long that may happen. And then when you finally get it, what if you get there? It's just too late. They don't care. So now where, care. where's the help for that person at for mental health? You got to go outside of the walls to get help. You know, you got to really be an advocate for yourself. Like as you, as you finding out now, because mm -hmm. it really, uh, you like I said, you just a number, you just a body. Um, yeah, you just a body. That's it, because let me tell you something. If God forbid I'm not asking or checking up or answering nothing, God forbid I wasn't even here today. And then one day they called me to say, oh, you could come back. But then on the other line is, oh, no, she's gone, gone. That don't matter. Guess what? That business still running, honey. Exactly. People still coming in and out of that place. Facts. Regardless. That's why I'm, that's, you know, we sitting here talking about this, like, it just make you look at everything in a different perspective. Like, for Riffer, it's kind of like the Matrix, you know what I'm saying? We get distracted and everything like that, and, you know, that ain't where you supposed to be type vibe. And that's what everybody think is like, oh my God. You can't speak out. Don't do that. The money this, the money that, honey. My life is way more important than some money. Than some money. Because guess what? Something else going to make me money. Facts. But if I'm not here. It don't matter. Exactly. It don't matter. At the end of the day, it does not matter. At the end of the day, you chose yourself, and I'm proud of you. I'm happy that you chose yourself. Your mental health matters. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Mental health matters. Yes, I'd rather be sitting here like this, talking to you and putting it out there than you doing the podcast talking about, oh, I just want to take a moment of silence for my homegirl. You know, she was good people and whoop the wild. Mm -mm. That's like, I'm pretty sure, honey, a lot of them folks 
because they they stalk my page oh they stalk my page hey how you doing i said share it send it into them the same way you did the other video send it in because i'm not going to be silent no more everything is let's sweep it under the rug everything is let's keep it in house no we're not doing that no more Yep, and this is on. Will be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Let them know. Plug, plug it in. <laughs> it's on all major platforms. So, and be mad. I don't care. Be mad. Hey, how you doing, <laughs> girl? I'm just like. I'm just glad that you releasing it. I feel like yeah. the the release, it like it's a release. Like, I'm telling you, it feels like that. You know, like at first I was like, damn, I really don't want to say nothing. I'm proud I really of you. I don't want to be a target. But then I was like, you know what? Uh-uh. If, if this is what I believe in and I'm going to stand on this, yeah. then this is what I'm going to do. And this but, is how I'm going to do it. But nah, you ain't going to be no target. You know what I'm saying? Nah, you ain't going to be... Nah, you ain't even gonna be touched. You you good. You using your voice. I need to start a union out here. Hey, you already know. You know what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You already know. You already got the vision. You already made it plain. You feel what I'm saying? You a writer of things. You feel what I'm saying? You are a creator. So you already know what you need to do. You already know what you need to formulate. You already know. You already got the idea. Right. You understand what I'm saying? You already have the journals. You have everything that you need. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? And I know my policy, honey. And I know you do. Because my thing is this, too. With all this situation, we seven months in. Yes, uniform. The union, please. Yes, honey. Yes. We seven months in about this. But you have a time frame. Your time frame has expired a long time ago. So where do we go from here? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just got a phone call talking about, oh, come and sign these papers so that you could go and get, I guess, the mental evaluation now from their people. So now I ask questions. Well, ma'am, y'all took me out on y'all perception of my mental health from a video. So shouldn't I been done this? Oh, but I can't, I don't have answers for that. And if you want to know that, then you need to call such and such and such and such. Okay, I am. And also I'm going to send this email too with this information in it. I don't hear nothing back. But guess what? You sending the emails. Guess what? You you sending it. You sending it. You sending it. It's, it is real since I did 20 plus years in the military and there are and will continue to be with the organization you serve in, the one I served in, just speak, sis. Right. And not Big only energy. that, with the military, do you know that PTSD is higher in corrections than it is in the military than for a, a war veteran that went to Iraq? I totally believe that, though. Yes. I totally believe that because because it can go from I'm just chilling, you know what I'm saying? We're not chilling, but it could go from it could go from zero to a million real quick. Real not quick. saying in the military it doesn't, but you know what I'm saying? Now, if you in the battlefield or something like that, that's different, but 
when you working in the prison system, you're doing the same thing 14 days out of the month. You know right. what I'm saying? So you're actually, it's different. It, it, you have to really be strong mentally. Very. And that's what I'm saying. Strong people crack. Sheesh. Strong people get a little bent. We might not get broken, but we get yeah. a little bent. So in that time of bentness or in that time of weakness, mm -hmm. and this is why we always feel we have to stay strong. Mm -hmm. Because in our time of weakness, you shun us. Mm -hmm. You laugh mm -hmm. at us. Mm -hmm. You want to take away our throat chakra. Right. You, you want a salad. Muzzle. Somebody. Take that muzzle off. Right. It says take right here. 31% of correctional officers show signs of post-traumatic stress disorder. This is compared with a rate of just 3.5% of PTSD among the general population. Surprisingly, the rate of PTSD symptoms among correctional officers is even higher than that of Iraq war veterans, which is reported to be 20%. Yo. The statistics, the numbers do not lie, people. The, the numbers don't lie, you know what I'm saying? So you got to. You already know what you got to do, you know what I'm saying? It's, it has to be something set up for for the correctional officers. It has to be something set up. Um, it has to be something for the mental. It needs to be a nurse, a mental health nurse. Um, you know, it has to be something built inside. Something can be created. You know what I'm saying? Right. Something can be created within the system itself. The same way, if, this is what I would do. Like I said, if I'm the supervisor, I'm going to pull you to the side, come on in the office, let's talk about it. Not yeah. only that, if you don't feel that you would want to talk about it, okay, well, this is the number to the psychiatrist. I'm going to call her right now for you, explain to her what you said to me, and then put you on the phone. Now, either this woman is in the building or this woman is on call. You know what I'm saying? So let her come in. And speak to the officer. At least to get them good enough where we feel safe enough for that officer to drive home by themselves. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I see everything that you're saying. But it see the only takes a split decision. Mm -hmm. That is it. You're right. You're right. Now it's making me think, you know what I'm saying? It's making me think of how can I help help the people that need help you understand what i'm saying it's making me think like how can i help them you know what i'm saying if they don't have nobody to talk to the people the correctional officers they don't have a place to go you know what i'm saying to share their stories and not where you sharing it just amongst other correctional officers that right do the same thing right <laughs> Mm -hmm. right on in it needs to be something like even when you leave you still have to like unlearn situations and issues that's like when I go out I don't enjoy myself being in a crowd of people when I walk into a place I'm looking at where's the exes that could be a weapon oh they getting a little rowdy over there oh he raised his voice at her she looked like she about to hit this is what I'm seeing I can't enjoy myself I can't sit down my back damn show can't be to the dough it has to be up against to a wall you know bruh that makes sense because that makes a lot of sense for real for real but you never how you just 
how you just explained everything i i get it you know what like when i used to um like it really got me kind of, it, it really put fear in me like working there it really put fear in me you know what i'm saying different things because it really put when i think about it, it really put fear in me and been scared of different things like especially like you know like when you open telling the, them to open one cell or whatever and you just get locked like just imagine if something go down or shut down i'm gonna be stuck in i'm gonna be stuck right there the whole time exactly or what about when you on the elevator and the elevator just stop working i don't like elevators no way so do y'all have to take elevators or y'all can't take steps no, you're going to take the elevator to get to where you need to be. To get to the main, like, to get to the entrance where you can walk up the steps and all that stuff. Yeah, you're going to take an elevator. And then the other units, you're still going to take an elevator. You're going to take an elevator with an inmate right there with you. And then people don't be handcuffing these inmates, right? Hold on. So, basically, you telling me... That you have to take an elevator with an inmate on the elevator with no handcuffs on? Girl, sometimes, yes, people, sometimes it'd be more than one with one officer and like five or six inmates on the elevator with them. Yes. Wow. That's a lot. That's Not a only lot. That, you have that with inmates that work like construction. Yeah. So imagine the per the officer over the construction in the elevator with five or six inmates with tools yo i did i'm still on the elevator part i i don't understand that <laughs> concept yes yeah, elevator mm -hmm. so so i'm trying to like really understand so how about if it was like a, a situation well, you had to evacu evacuate everybody. How do you get where you need to go? How does that work? Well, it depends on the unit that you are okay. in. Um, you know, you'll go out to their rec yard or whatever like that. But still, as officers, we are trapped. That's what I'm just, I was just like, man, you trapped. As an officer, you are, because let me tell you, let me give you, okay, so this is it. I have asked people since I have been in the prison, what do we do if these elevators don't work at all and we in the building? How do we get out? I haven't got an answer yet. Not only that, I've asked in these vehicles that we drive to the hospital. And you got an officer in the front, a supervisor. You got about eight of us in the back. Once the door closed, that is it. We are locked the fuck in there. So I've been asking since I've been there. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't I, breathe. Right. I and couldn't I said, breathe. I, I had to, I, I couldn't breathe in that thing. I couldn't. Are for real. And I couldn't breathe, man. Funny. Yeah, I couldn't we breathe. We have been in them vans where it's 100 and some odd degrees Woo. in the back with no AC. Couldn't breathe in there. Because it's but, like... It's like you really in jail. It feel like you locked up in the in, in that van, you and are. it's like they gotta let you out. The officers gotta let yes. you out and open the door. But soon as them doors, you locked in. That's it. That that's that's and mm -mm, so that's this scary. Is my, this is my hypothetical question. Since I've been in the prison, God forbid, we go, we get in the accident. The two people in the front get hurt. 
What do we do in the back? What if a fire started? Do you know what a lieutenant told me? What what she what did they tell you? Hopefully a good Samaritan comes along. Bro, that job like yeah, that 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 ain't cuz I'm I, that's what I'm saying is not it it doesn't make sense to me. Like because what you just said in order for you to get where you need to go, you have to take an elevator, right? But normally, I I thought like four plans would have like, I don't know, girl. If they, if they have steps or a chase or whatever, we don't know about it. We don't know about no other way out that prison but them elevators in the front or going through another way, through the back. But if my thing is, if everything just shut down, stop working. Yeah, it ain't massive. We stuck in there. We are now in there with inmates. Not okay. Girl, another thing that played into my mental. The captain told me to watch something called Captive about the first episode being about a prison. So I'm watching thinking it's gonna show us like, you know, some techniques, some something. Girl, it is about a prison where the inmates held it captive. They had like 10 um, officers told the people all they want to do is get the word out there. They want to talk to the news people. The man said, we can't do that. He asked why. He said, because we can't trust them. The inmate laughs. The inmate said, if we don't talk to them, we're going to give you a body. Basically, the man said, do what you got to do. And guess what? In an hour. They gave them a body. The man called the inmate back on the phone just to say, well, can you at least give us the decency to pick the body up? But all of that could have been avoided. Then it's, And then where the um, officers were supposed to go for safety, they didn't redo the place. So the inmates was able to beat through the wall and get to the officers and blindfold them, tie them up, make them take their clothes off and put on some of the dead inmate clothes. And you tell us this is now in the training for us to go watch a video like this. And this is the kind of place we work in where now I could walk in here and any given day know this could happen to me. If I wasn't thinking it before, I'm damn sure thinking it now. So what kind of training is that? What are you trying to do to us mentally? This is what you want us to prepare for, basically, right? Yeah. That that really make you think. That that's that's yeah. Like I have no words off that. Yeah, I have no words off that. And so, then you got new cameras, but the cameras is in the booths with the officers. So you have a camera directed on me. If you see me writing something too long, I may get a phone call. If you see me reading something, I may get a phone call. But you don't have, you have blind spots where the inmates are. But you could watch me all day, all night, but not know that this inmate is right here smoking like he's standing outside on the block. But you had the nerve that higher up 
had the nerve to call an officer in the booth and say, oh, you're not supposed to be reading that book and that person get a write-up. But you have an inmate that attack an officer but can't see what happened. Where, where's the safety? These people, most of these people is in here for years on top of years on top of years. Life, life, two, three life sentences. You think they give a damn about getting a new charge? To stay in the same environment they've been in, what they're accustomed to? But you tell me an officer lose their life and that's just that. Oh, we're going to add some more time. What do that mean to them? Nothing. If they do not want us there, we will not be there. Trust. If the inmate hold the all, everything, you outnumbered, they out and about, they could, they could hold the door to that where you think it's shut, it's not shut where they could come back out if they want to. Come on now. But then you so hardcore on our backs, the people that work there. But let me tell you what I, I realized. If the state get paid for inmates and they got to pay us, why the fuck would they give two fucks about us? But... Right. You paying inmate medical bills, millions. Inmate tear up the hospital, flood three floors, thousands. You paying that though, with no problem. Cause it's like basically in order for everything to run properly, they they need more people to like they need inmates in order for it to run properly but like with officers it's just like it's replaceable yeah you know what i'm saying so it's basically like irreplaceable real yeah. quick no you're not replaceable you just gonna be gone because <laughs> it's hard to keep people in there because there will never be no morale there's no morale in there look at how you treat people if you got somebody that come in a couple minutes late, that's cool. They here, they showed up. But you wanted to duck this amount of time, so to the point where instead of me being late, I'm just going to call out, now I'm not coming. You don't understand that the way you treat people will also reflect how they work for you and how the staff that's showing up will work for you because at some point you get tired of being the one that's stepping up and doing because they don't want to come to work because you don't know how to talk to folks. If I ain't going to come in here and let no inmate talk to me sideways, I damn sure ain't going to let no coworker, supervisor, or nobody because I'm a person just like you are. And I'm not nobody child up in here. Ain't nobody name up in here named Claudette. Okay? So you're not going to talk to me as such. And you is not damn sure going to sit here and tell me to do something that I know your ass won't even get up off your ass to do. No. 
And Man. that's where it starts breaking down that, oh, you, you go from an officer to a sergeant. You have some sergeants, they're sergeants. They're going to help. They're going to step up. They're going to come to you. Then you got the other ones. And this is majority. Oh, I ain't got to do that. I'm a sergeant. I can sit here now. I sit in this office now. That's why I became a sergeant. So you done broke your morale because now you're saying this in front of officers. So you're already saying to your officers, you don't even want to come in here and do the work. You're not going to do the work. So how do you expect anyone to work for you? You above us now? Oh, okay. Your morale is gone. But then when your lieutenants come in the same way, now your sergeants is like this. But if your captain come in like this, you done broke it. It's broken. Y'all rather sit in the office and talk about folks and what folks can't do, or this folk, this person is going through this, this person is going through that. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what they're sitting there and they they try to they they try to now if you're a new officer, what they'll try to do is just try to like that like down talk you and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? They'll try to do that or whatever. But girl, they'll sit they'll sit in that office like the the big dogs they're sitting in their office then they'll try to do their walk arounds and stuff like that you know what i'm saying for real that's that, it's just like a control mechanism it's all about control you know and what i'm saying your own people i know be your own people that's i know down i know so you keep up with that slave mentality bye-bye you got the right one on the right day every day that that's this right here is is this this could be a whole series because people need to know what is going on with the inside i know families be looking at people that work in corrections and oh they changed and this and that but you just don't understand and these folks is not talking about it it's like a movie sometimes in there but the thing that gets me the most is that you never really have issues with the inmates. I know. Yeah. And it's crazy because someone told me that before I even started working in the prison. Yeah, you never, like, you never um, going to have issues. You never going to have issues like that with the inmates. You not. You right. really not. They not going to bother you with nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? They they not. Like I never on how you fuck with them. Yeah, it depends on with your Superman cape on and you going to yes sir me and no sir nah. me and you going to do like I tell you to do. For one, let me tell you something. That is they home. I don't give a damn how you Facts. look at it. We are just a visitor, okay? Cuz ain't nobody going to come in my house and tell me how to live for real for real. Facts. And um I used to get in trouble. I used to get in trouble because I ain't have enough paperwork. You know what I'm saying? They wanted me to write people up. And I'm like, "Bro, why am I for what? Like, Girl, that was I got in that trouble. Now they ain't doing no paperwork, honey. Yeah, you write I got somebody in trouble. Up, that shit is going at the bottom of the pile in somebody's desk, and you will never hear about it again. Yeah, that's how that shit works. Yeah, and only work. Actually, I only wrote ever wrote. I just wrote up one inmate because I caught her smoking. But other than that, man, I ain't no tip for tap or none. This is this is your this is your home. 
You know what I'm saying? You know what you're supposed to do. Like, you grown. You know you got to clean up, do whatever. You know what I'm saying? But most of the people, you ain't got to tell that. They listen. They do what they're supposed to do. And it just be the the officer, not the officers, but it just be the, it just be the people. It just be the people that work there that runs it. You know what I'm saying? That's like an inmate could cuss you out and you could report it or tell a sergeant that this inmate threatened you, which has happened with this young lady who just told me not too long ago. An inmate threatened her, basically told her he would slit her throat. She reported it to a sergeant and the sergeant was like, oh, okay, like nothing was done. No paperwork was done. She's still in the same spot with this inmate. Ain't no way I'm going to still be working there though. As a joke. I, I told would, her do not take that lightly. I wouldn't be working there no more. Then come to find out it's a door right now at the prison. That's between the sally port where an officer goes in into the booths. Mm -hmm. If an inmate comes in that sally port and push that door right now, it will open. And I, this is what, you know, officer told me that's in fear for her life. So why is she still there? Because she got to provide. No. Ain't no way. You, did you, just, you just told me. Let me tell you, too, the inmate pushed the door, but lucky it was an inmate that likes to play around and pulled it back real quick because they didn't think that that door was going to open. But what if it was someone else? And just so like they could do that me, anytime? So they could do that anytime? I don't know if they fix it today, but honey, this was just a week ago. And you telling me this, and I'm telling you, you got a family to come home to. Do not take that lightly. That's and why this I'm... is what I told her. I said, get a book, and you write down every goddamn thing you report, what happens when you feel unsafe, and you report it, and nobody do nothing about it. And she so got to find another job. She got to find another job because That's what I told her. he can't, whoever, that person can really do that to that person. She has to find another job. You, you like for real, she has to go find another job because they just don't talk like that. And, I've been and telling her that since I've seen the downfall since she's been there. Okay, you got to have another conversation. I've with been her. telling her, You have this place is not for you, it's not for us. You, you have to another. go. You got to you got to think some of these dudes live around these areas. It is nothing for them to tell their call their family and be like, "Oh, can you look up this name? Can you see about this person? Oh, this person came at me sideways, but can you look them up and you know do what you got to do on the outside? Come on, you got to think like that. You have to think like that. Wasn't it but some years ago that an inmate put a hit out on the DA or some shit like that? I don't From know. inside the prison, using mm. a cell phone, you put a hit out. Okay? You have to think this way. These guys is from around this area. Some of them are getting out. I have seen inmates that I've worked with on the inside, I've seen them on the outside. I had one inmate follow me around Walmart. 
and I was standing in line. At first, I didn't know this. And I was just standing in line. I see this person. So I was like, he's like, oh, you don't got no words for me now? <laughs> okay. I had a pen in my hand. You need to go head on. Because if I got to stab this man in his eye with this pen, because I don't know. I probably done rolled him up. I don't know you personally. Then the lady, when he walked away, the lady in front of me was like, ma'am, I don't know you. And I don't know if you knew him, but I was ready to fight with you. Because that's the vibe he gave off. So not only do we have to watch ourselves in there and with everything else going on in the world, you have to watch yourself outside. Yes, because you may run into an inmate. You could have had problems with them. You could have rolled them up for jacking off on you and they still mad about that. You see what I'm saying? So it's like mentally it could really just mess you up. That's a whole mind fuck. Yes. Because it's like, bro, you don't know. You don't know. You never know. You never know. So um, got to get a new job, bro. It, it, uh, you got to. Um, if you're not safe at your job, you have to get a no, new job. You have to choose yourself. Because at yes. the end of the day, when you die, money can't go with you. When you die, Nothing you can't pay them bills. Nothing goes with you. It's a wrap. You did. That's it. Like I you tell did, people, bro. Bro, I'm gonna be reincarnating into something else, but still, for sure. I, you won't see this and then don't speak about all the great things I was and how much of a great officer I was and how I came and did do, do, do. don't say that then honey because you ain't give two fucks this this is an eye opener you know what I'm saying this is really an eye opener um, mental health really matters your mental health matters your mental health matters your job should come second to your mental health. If your job is not taking your mental health serious, that job isn't for you. I don't care how much money you get. I don't care about that. You know what I'm saying? What about if you lose it? You know what I'm saying? You lose it and you never the same anymore. Right. You feel me? What about what you was just telling me about that, that the uh, captain or the lieutenant that retired? Yeah, and he had that massive stroke, and now he's a vegetable. So he won't even he won't even be able to kiss his wife. He won't even be able to. And that's the thing: his wife worked in the prison. She she decided to take him from the hospital and bring him home and care for him at home because it was nothing else the hospital could do. My thing is, y'all don't even give us updates about this man no more. Y'all don't even send cards around because that's the least you could do to let him know you did twenty. 30 years in the prison you have worked with us all this time so you telling me y'all just forgot about this person yes. are you serious you should still be pouring love into him pouring support into his wife like yes. why I is agree. he not doing this I totally agree it just made me look at things differently like Dad, that just made me look at stuff differently. Like, yo, like anything can happen. So now, you know, now that you know what you know, you know what I'm saying? You have everything that you need to do everything that you supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? 
you know, you know your purpose, you know everything you're supposed to do. And that's why I said your platform is gonna help me. For sure. This is the start of yes. and I am glad that I did it and didn't want to just be behind the wall no more. You know, I'm so, like I'm, I told you. Yeah. You released it. Honey, I did. Release, I did. release, release. <laughs> Because, honey, before when I talk about it, my voice still would get shaky. And it was just like, you know, emotionally, it would still have my emotions messed up. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, it's nothing y'all can do to me. You cannot break me, for one. You're not going to make me fold in this situation. And that's what they want me to do. That's why they put... That's why it's taking so long. That's why you coming at me the way you are or trying to come at me sideways this way and that way. But, honey, I ain't folding. Mm -hmm. I ain't folding. I'm standing 10 toes down, honey. That's the energy, and we right here behind you. Big energy. We right here, we right here with you. We right here with you. Your soul tribe is honey. with you. And anybody who is out there that feel like they want to speak on something, but they don't want to get it out there, honey, I'll get it out there for you. Don't even worry about it. I got you. And that's where I'm at right now. Because I do care about the people's lives that is in there. Fact. Regardless if you don't like me, if you talked about me or whatever, it does not matter. Like you are still a soul. Damn a human being. You are a spirit. Yes. You are and a spirit. I care. You know? For sure. Because what sure. if it's somebody that's not as strong as I am? And those are the people that I will worry about. What if you're not as strong as I am? What if you can't take every jab that they throwing at you? Because the jab that you throw in, someone who's not mentally strong will fold. Like, some stuff that they doing with not answering your silence is not what you want to do with me. I feel backed in the corner. I'm a Taurus, so now the bull, the, you know, the horns is out once you back me in the corner. Yeah, and I you... have told people for so long, I have sat and wrote down stuff, and people have said I'm this way, I am that way, and I really don't say much sometimes, but I don't because I know I could be vicious. So now I'm at, I'm at that point. And that's why I said they mess with the wrong person. Mm -hmm. I'm coming for your jugglers now. That's why I said you, they mess with the wrong person because you did everything. You <laughs> you gave them a little leeway to see what they was gonna do. You done wrote almost sixty emails with no replies. <laughs> with no replies. None. Mm -hmm. You already got your paperwork. You already got your documentation. Why not us? Go ahead now. Let's go. Exactly. Let's, Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I just want to hand clap you because you released it. Thank no, you, you can go ahead. You released you. it. Yeah. I say, I say. I see. Yes. Let's I go. Over it. And I'm telling you, it that also helped with my spiritual journey. Yes. Because you also got to think on top of all of that. And going through your spiritual journey, it breaks you down. Like, you have to kill off your ego, yourself. And it's like, who the fuck am I? <laughs> Listen, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like you in the dep depressed. It's it's like a different level. When when you really go through your spiritual awakening, mm -hmm. you it, it, it's, it ain't for the weak. 
So just imagine being on this journey and you walk into your workplace, you feel nauseous, you feel like unbalanced. Yeah. That is all the negative spirits that's in that place, that building. Then you got people coming in there with hurt, grief, and stuff mm-hmm. on their back, but you still got to come in and show up. It's just so much. Yeah, and then it's like, yo, you absorbing all that energy. You know what I'm saying? So now you looking at things differently now. You know what I'm saying? You looking at things differently. You breaking things down differently because of this. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So you yeah. breaking things down differently. And you like, bruh. No, I'm 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 all set, man, with this. And that's what would help me when I'm sitting in that booth by myself was my writing and I would bring my crystals. I ain't give a damn. You ain't gonna tell me you told me to bring what I need for 12.25. These crystals is about to help me. This book is about to help me. This paper and these pens and highlighters is about to help me because I have to sit in here for 12.25 doing nothing. One booth, you might not be doing nothing. Another booth, you're only pushing two buttons for 12.25. And people are like, oh, I can sit there and do that. But once you sit with yourself in your mind and start to realize, what am I doing here? I'm not safe here. This could happen right now. That's what I'm saying. It's unpredictable. You know what I'm saying? With life anyway, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, a different it's different it's different you ain't in control of nothing no you feel what i'm saying so it's like you trapped so it's kind of like you trapped and you will be trapped yeah because you ain't even in control of going to the bathroom yourself no so it's like operating this door and it's break time and i'm about to damn piss on myself or you know people coming in and going out and now I'm being called on the radio. I have to do this job first before I can even relieve myself. Like, people mm-hmm. need to understand that. You can't even go out. Ain't no lunch break. A lunch break. But you got people that work a nine to five and get two 15 minutes and an hour lunch. But in the nah. prison, you have no break. You're going to eat your food right there. It may yep. gonna be like, oh, break bread, break bread. What you got over there that smell like you can't even enjoy yourself you can't even have your sanitary napkins in a solid case everything got to be see-through but if you a female and you know that's still kind of embarrassing to you you don't know it may right be like oh you just acting like a bitch today because you on the rag oh this bitch bleeding so now you got to deal with that that's like a bullying situation that you got to deal with now for 12.25 hours because they gonna talk So this is everything you have to deal with. So where is the facilities that we have for us? Where are the people? Okay, you got the EAP, right? Most of them is part of the problem. Then you have the SHIELD program where, and I had used them when the young man got hit, but then I find out you're just a regular working person just like me. This is not nothing you got credentials in. This is just something thank you this is just something that when you called them i found out if i wanted to be part of the shield program i could be part of the shield program with no credentials so i'm talking to another there goes that dysfunctional support system 
Then I find out the lady I'm talking to, she going through some shit where I get off the phone and be like, babe, I feel like she need a therapist. So now my therapist need a therapist. Wow. But at the end of the day, it's still not confidential because you are still a part of the department. And if you are in the clique, then you're going to let people know what's up. Yeah. You're right. Right. You're exactly right. Listen, we, we got to turn this into a series. Like, for real, for real. Like, like, because there's so much to it. It's different levels to it, and you could go in depth with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can, you can break different things down. You know what I'm saying? And people need to hear that. Yeah. Because a lot of people probably on the podcast right now listening, but they're afraid to speak. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, so they're afraid to speak. You know what I'm saying? This platform is the voice for the voiceless, period. Yep. You will not be silenced here. Period. I don't give a damn. Somebody wanted to inbox me. Well, can you speak on this? I got you. Name would never be said. Not yes. where you work. No nothing. Because yes. it's things that needs to be talked about. And it's so bad because in a young age, you find out in the black community that mental health is goes unnoticed. So like all this trauma and stuff that you dealt with issues you never got to understand like how do i let this go before i deal with the next thing that's why i say stop we got to stop mowing the grass and really pluck the root of the situation grass grow back honey so we just got to, like i was gonna read this um read it well, I ain't going to read the whole thing. But I was going to okay. read this article, and basically it talked about this man named um, Mark um, Chamberlain. He worked. Okay. He was a correctional officer, sheriff. He did a lot of things within the force. And um, he said, what if there was an academy for correctional officers, right? And your instructor walked in and said this, good morning, class, and welcome to our first day of training. I know you are all nervous and excited to get started, and that's okay. We here at the Academy are just as excited for you. Today, you're embarking on a noble profession and hopefully a rewarding and challenging career. I'd like to go over a few things before I turn it over to your instructors. By the time you retire, 34% of you seated here will have PTSD. About one third of you will suffer from depression at some point in your careers. If you're married now or would like to be someday, you're about 20% more likely to end up in divorce than someone not working in corrections. Welcome to the field of corrections where you're much more likely to die from suicide than to be killed in the line of duty. Many of you will become alcoholics and if booze isn't your thing, there are lots of other substance or behaviors to become addicted to. But don't worry class, we're going to do everything in our power to train you up on things like de-escalation and defense technique because we don't want to see anyone get physically injured. We're going to teach you the laws of our fair state instruct you on how to write reports and deal with the inmates and safety and safely conduct searches. Finally, we're going to help you get physically fit, at least while you're with us. Of course, inmates have all the time in the world to exercise, so keep that in mind. So basically, how many people will show up the next day if someone came out and told the truth? I say, I say about, I say probably like, Maybe like ten percent people. Maybe like ten percent of the class will show back up. 
-hmm. maybe like 10 percent because if somebody read that to me i would have never been uh there so right and then you give us training on defensive techniques and this and that but you don't give us the training on how to manage our stress how to cope with things that you may see or may come encounter with yeah because they forget this they forget the mental part Mm-hmm. They forget the mental part. You know what I'm saying? They forget the mental part. They forget. That's what a lot of jobs forget is about the mental part. It's not about and the if physical. you don't have mentally fit employees, how do you expect your shit to run? Facts. Because you think a person's strong? If they're not strong mentally, how they going to survive? But my thing is, even strong people come to a point in your life. Where you ha- it's like, ah, I'm just so sick of this. I'm so tired of this. Why do we not match her? We already out here talking about Black Lives Matter, right? We don't matter, period. When are people's lives going to matter? Because in this uniform, we're all racist. So when do lie, correctional lives matter? You have officers, police officers that will never work this job and say they will never work this job. Is it because you don't have a gun? Mm. Is it because now you're locked in here with them? Because, yeah, you might take a monster off the street, but now we're with the monsters. We don't walk around with no gun. Barely walk around with a baton. Shit. It's just, girl, it's just so much, so much. Man, 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 man. But you enlightened us. You put us on. You put us on. You mm-hmm. you, you open our eyes. Because you know it's blinders there. You feel what I'm oh, saying? Yes. So people are going to be more aware now. So since people are going to be more aware, you already know what you got to do. You got to oh, make yes. a journal. You got to, you got to. You got to have a journal for people that's in corrections, like for officers. Mm-hmm. Like, because you already know how to set everything up. You know what I'm saying? You already know everything you need to do. So right. you, you got to make a journal for them. That's good. That's good. Because they need to know this is an outlet. You you need to know this. Like, yeah, some of these too. programs that's in place for us, yeah. It's so you got to start. Hey, you got to start the program. I feel you. I, I hear you. Uh huh. <laughs> like it I starts with hey, because like listen, like I said, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, bro, you a writer? You could write. You could write stuff down. You could make a journal. Why not? You could do right. that. Right. You write. Like, and you that's why that. I said this platform, your platform, is gonna open the doors to so much like I never thought about writing nothing like that until you said it you see what I'm saying so I got you yeah because I'm sitting here listening to everything you saying see this what is all about connecting mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying you know <laughs> true <laughs> sis already has a master's degree in psychology without attending the rooms <laughs> <laughs> right I hear you bro but um but yo, that's what it's about, being able to connect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm listening to everything you're saying. You feel what I'm saying? So how I think, I'm like, okay, you already got the information. 
You already need no, you already got the information. You've right. been jotting it down. Right. So you make the book. You said that you said that you let the people know. You talk okay. to the people. I got you. You know what I'm the saying? Because that in the book. <laughs> see, see, that's the energy. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what it's all about, about growing. You know what I'm saying? Yes, this happened to you. Yes. But guess what? You about to change lives. Yes, because I did not let it stop me. I just let it push me. And now you're going to see the true words. I love it. I have my passion. Yes. It's just, honey, I'm just loving what I'm doing. Like, you I'm proud of you, bro. Businesses now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and tell them about your businesses. Tell them, tell them, tell them. <laughs> Let, I let's definitely do that. have a sister with goals. I'm in the creative room, as you can see behind me. Shit. But um, I do shirts, uh, ashtray, mugs, glasses, bracelets, necklaces. Uh, I'm be wrapping crystals. I have so many crystals that I don't know what to do with yet. So and it's Facebook. Got... So it's uh -huh. Facebook. It's sister with goals because I'm putting this in the chat so people can follow you. Yeah. Okay. And then we have Majestic Ice. Yes. With the Italian ice seeds, you yes, know. Yes, 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 yes. Majestic we got that ice. popping off. We will do events, birthdays, whatever. We be out there at um, Moore Square every first Friday for their pop-up event. And then we out there at uh, Little Raleigh Theater. We go out there and we do. So I want to get, um, business, you know, like, get some business going on with other daycares and schools and do events like that for the kids. Um, I'm trying to figure out a way where we could do like an after hour icy <laughs> for the grown and sexy nights. And it's Italian ice, real Italian ice, not water ice where it melt within the first two minutes of having it. No, it's the real Italian ice. And then also I do um, child care. Um, but I only keep like you know two right now, but that has always been my passion. Yes. I did child care for 15 years before becoming an officer. Girl, so, I, yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember when, um, see, we could talk. See, listen, I remember when, when, when that, when was that, that earthquake, mm -hmm. and you were, and you was working at the, um, girl, yes, bruh, we were scared. <laughs> You was, was like, you was like, why is my house shaking? I'm like, mine's was too, but that's the train. And you was like, no. And I was like, hold on. Like the walls were shaking. Yeah. I was scared to walk back down the street. I thought the the, the floor was just going to open up and yeah. I was going to be gone. Bruh. I, I was like, why is North Carolina having an earthquake? Bruh, that was really scary. Yeah. And I that remember like that. because 2012. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I remember that man. I'm like, yo, we experienced the earthquake, bro. Yes, <laughs> you screaming, I'm screaming. I'm yeah. like, yo, this is it. This is it. <laughs> we yeah, bro. We, we 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 thought it was the rapture. <laughs> we we thought it was the rapture, man. Oh yeah, and also you can see the mental health um TikTok video on my TikTok or on my Facebook. Okay, let them know your TikTok. I'm writing it all in. My TikTok is NanaRed83. Hold on, spell that for me. N-A-N-A-R-E-D 83 instead of banana red. I took the B-A off. <laughs> N-A, hold on. N-A-N-A-Red. 83. 83. 1-D? 
Huh? One D. One D. Yeah, R E Red R E D. Yeah, R E. Oh, okay. And then eighty three. I got you. So y'all can go gotcha. there and see the video that started all of this mess. Even though the mess was started beforehand, this is what got the attention of, I guess, management. For sure. And then hey, on Facebook sure. too, Majestic Ice LLC. Y'all hit that up. And then Michelle Santiago on Facebook. I'm writing it all down for you. No worries. Right. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So, you know, put some orders in if you want to, you know. Yeah, put <laughs> them orders that. in, man. She Listen, her and her partner are both talented. They're amazing human beings, amazing spirits. Um, yeah. Most definitely, you know, support them. Um, support them. So support that's what it's all anybody. about. If of you course, tell yes. You do this, we're gonna support you. We're gonna put your name out there. That's just how we are. Like, we want everybody to win, man. That's the energy right there. That's the energy. Yes. It's time anybody, for anybody back in the lift. Facts. Anybody got any questions? Anybody got yes. any questions? Um, um, have anything to say? Um, you can say it, you know. This is what this platform for is for. I seen bro was having a whole conversation with uh, with us. I appreciate that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? The back and forth. You know what I'm saying? I love this. I love this interaction. I love when yeah, people are able to speak. It's, it's time for us. We've been holding so much in. It is time. You have to let it go. Yes, thank you. We've got to clear that throat chakra and just go at it. Just, just Let's keep go. going. And let me tell you something. One small step is all you need. Say it one again. One small step, one push, that is all it will take. Whenever a negative come at you, turn that bitch into a positive, okay? Yes. Don't let it beat you down because it's always some good in the in the bad. And if Thanks. they wouldn't have done what they did, I wouldn't be sitting here right now putting it out there. I'd probably still be going to work, depressed, stressed the fuck out wanting to come home and drink or whatever you know what i'm saying because that's what a lot of people do substance abuse is crazy within the prison as an officer you, you know, know what i'm saying and i i was drinking a lot when i was on um, working there i was drinking a lot i'm talking about a lot every time i was off i was drinking a bottle Girl, you talking about being off. I used to get off in the morning and I'm going to go home shower and I either got to have me some wine or take a couple shots just to wind down so now I can go to sleep. You better have some blackout curtains because the sun is bright as day. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like hey. so much that we put our body through mentally, physically that you don't think is doing to you, but it is. Sitting in the chair for just sitting there. If you're not getting up and moving and walking, you're going to have swelling, water on your legs, water on the knees. This issue going to be wrong with you. That issue going to be wrong with you. That's not good. That is not good at all, honey. Get up, walk around, do something with yourself. I don't give a damn if you in the booth and you walk around for every hour, just get up and walk around for at least five minutes. Facts. Like, treat your body right. You got to treat your body you. right, people. Yes. Self-love is the best love. I have an amazing partner. I love her to death. But I love me some me as well. Facts. 
You got to. Okay. And that's a big part, too, of having the right person. Say it again. Person, okay? Like somebody that uplifts you. And then I'm hitting, uplifting you this way. But when I get weak, she uplifted me this way. That's why I say she don't walk in front of me. She walked beside me because she helps me. We build together. But mm. when the storms come that I know I can't take the hit, she going to stand in front of me. And when I get in my weak moment, she going to be behind me to help me stay standing. That's what it is. That's so that's how is. I, that's, that's the kind of partner you should have. Hmm. Balance. Balance. Mm-hmm. Equal, equally yoke. Yes. Yeah. Equally yoke. And that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, y'all, this is Why Not Us podcast. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know the vibes. Hey, we turning this into a series, bro. I'm here for it. I am here yeah, for it. Yeah, I, let me tell yeah, you something. When yeah. I see the big things that's going to happen with your podcast, because I told you it's not a podcast, it's a tribe. Yeah, And the people yeah. that really comes in on them Fridays, like that's faithful, that is our tribe family, okay? Facts. And facts. I'm telling you, it's going to be so big, you're just going to be out there. The whole world will know you, okay? Yeah, and the whole world gonna know you. Right. The whole world gonna know you too. Is that that's what we're gonna do? Why not us? Why not? Hey, that's the energy I'm on. Why not us? You feel me? Why not help each other? Why not grow together? It's no competition. No, it's no competition. No, no competition. Even when I feel in competition with myself, you be like, yo, you got this, you got this. And sometimes yeah. you need to hear that. Strong people be needing yeah. to hear that too. Because yeah. we can pour into people so much. But the perfect example of pouring into people was when the guy took a glass, an empty glass. And he had a glass here and a glass on the bottom. The water he was pouring in the top was me. So when that overflow happened, that overflow filled up someone else at the bottom. You can't pour from an empty glass or a half-filled glass. You have to pour from an overflowing glass. Girl, you better say that again. He in the bed. I met him off the game. We met off in GTA 5, man. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like I met you years ago. When mm. we was neither one of us was on no spiritual nothing. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> no, we won't, bro. We won't. But guess what? The connection was made for this now. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? The connection was made for now. You got to yep. think about it. You know what I'm saying? It was always good energy, always positive vibes, yep. never nothing. I scream podcast. Okay, okay. Yes. I like, like, okay. Yeah. What I even told Bay is like, it's crazy how you meet people through a friend that's supposed to be your good friend, but you don't even fuck yeah. that person no more, but the person you met, and I'm just like, that's what the universe was made for. You know what for I'm saying? Sure. Like, we got for connected sure. through people that I don't even speak to no more. Yeah. That's how so, it be, though. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, the, the universe will align you with the right people. You know what yep. I'm saying? Hey, I'm going to um, check your podcast out. What is it called? Ice Cream. He just said Ice Cream Podcast. Hey, oh, I, yeah. hey I'm going to support you, bro. I got you. He need Most to let definitely. Us know. He need to let you know when he got something going on so you can post it. 
Yeah, let yeah. yeah. We can we most definitely can connect, fam. Right. That's hey, dope. we most, yeah, we most definitely can connect, bro. That's yo, inbox me, man. Inbox me, fam. That's what it is. All listen, it's gonna be so beautiful. I see it. That's why I'm just trying to tell everybody if you got a dream, if you have a vision, don't go by sight. You gotta do it by faith. You gotta just have faith. And another thing that I learned is when you have that vision and you're working towards it. If you got a regular nine to five, you take that money and invest in your vision until your vision sets you free. Yes. Okay. And people yes. got to realize too, people like, oh, it's so hard. It's so much work. But why do you think these companies employ so many people to run their business and they sitting back collecting a check, but they didn't start out that way. Mm -mm. You have to put in the work five times harder for yourself than you would put in for a regular nine to five. Yes. Come on through. Man, I'm this is the energy, you. man. This is the energy, bro. Yes. This is the energy. Like, bro, I'm so excited, man. And people I'm have so to excited, also realize fam. you really have to be genuinely happy for someone else. If there is a jealous fiber in your being, it is a wrap. It's gone. That's you my will parents. never <laughs> prosper when hating on someone else, even if it's an inkling of hate. Yes. Okay? And people yes. say faith the size of a mustard seed. Don't they know a mustard seed? Don't stay that size, honey. It grows. It grows. So you have to grow. There's going to be a lot of shut doors. There's going to be a lot of no's, but guess what? Keep doing what you're doing. Someone is going to say yes. And sometimes you have to sit in your own space and already visualize, okay, I'm in my new office. I got yes. my new house. I yes. got my new puppy. I got yes. And I got that. Oh, I see it. So that means if I could see it, I could have it. Yes. It is. Yes. They down there clapping. I hear her clapping. She downstairs. Big energy. Let's go. <laughs> But if you can actually visualize it, you materialize like a long it. time. Do you know how long I talked about a daycare? Do you know how long I talked about I will not work for somebody else? But then I start when I wanted this house with Bay, when I wanted Bay to propose, I manifested that thing. I used to pull up to my trailer already visualizing oh look at my beautiful house look how big it is it's nice look at this room oh this is my creative room and that's how i walk around my house as if it was already there then when we went looking for a house we looking for something small when god like oh mm. I, this my plan for you while you sitting here thinking this all you could get you see what i'm saying mm. and it's not to be like i'm better than anybody or anything Ain't got nothing to do. No. Exactly. Mm, you just, I want mm. you to win. I want shit. Instead of matching houses, let's get matching houses. Yes. Like businesses. Yes. Let's do business together. Yes. Let's uh, speak life into each other. Let's encourage somebody. You know, let's share affirmations. Like, it's just time for us to be the people. That's what I'm talking. And that's the energy that 
you can put a certain amount of money in your child's bank account if you are a business owner and you let that money sit there and collect interest and it's tax free it's only up to a certain amount that you could do Girl. this with. And, and let, don't let me talk about living benefits that I just found about that us, our people don't really know about, but this is how McDonald's opened their business. You could have some insurance. Mm -hmm. You pay your insurance. You know how most companies, you don't get that money until something happened to you. Yeah. No, not with this. You could get your money. And this is what McDonald's company did. They had so much money in this insurance. They pulled it and open mcdonald's people don't be knowing this stuff it's not for us to know but we finding out mm -hmm. so it's like it's so many things that we can do like run your business start your llc you know open credit with your llc with your ein number you know what i'm saying like break that personal and business account break that separate that if something happened with your business, God forbid, and you get sued, but it's only your business getting sued, not you. Mm. So you got to separate that. That's what I'm saying. It's just so much that, you know, I'm learning. And hmm, thank See, you, man. prison, for put Look, thank you, prison, for taking <laughs> me out. Thank you who sent in the video. Thank you who keep tabs on me and report me. I but appreciate see you because I'm here. Hey, you see that? You see how it goes, right? Yeah. And first, it might piss you off, but then you just sit there in gratitude. Thank you. Yes. I thank you. Thank you. See, you see how it goes? Yes. Man, I'm thank so you. grateful. Yes. I'm grateful that it pushed me like, girl, you really didn't know your worth. So God had to give me a little, uh, like, huh. Yeah, because sometimes he provoke you to your purpose. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? He provoked you to your purpose. You know what I'm saying? You continue to sit in it and sit in it and do it. And you already know you don't supposed to be there. Right. But we continue but to sit what? there because it's comfortable. Made sure the timing was right, though. Because the timing always got to be timing right. timing was right. Yes. Yeah. Woo. The timing was Girl. right. And that's why I tell anybody, if you, like you said, if you have a goal, you have a vision, please work towards that every day. I don't care if you sit... 15 minutes to the side, get you a vision board, put that vision board up. You got to see it, write it down, vision it, work towards it every day. You have to take a step towards something like the, what is it? The hare and the turtle when they had the race, the turtle all small, the rabbit gone, but then it stopped because it's so comfortable. See, when you move too fast, you miss you miss some dotted eyes and some cross T's. So it's okay to take that time. And we gotta yeah. we gotta we gotta let the people know, like, listen, sometimes when you pray for something, that might not be what God is gonna bless you with. And we but overlook sometimes it. You ain't prepared for what's on the other side of that door, neither. Facts. Facts. You can pray for something, but if this ain't together, you ain't aligned. It ain't gonna happen. Facts. Facts. And I do feel like the prison was a stepping stone and it made me realize a lot of things like we're, on, we're having a business when I have employees. I know how to treat them. Yes. I know how to keep the morale going. Yes. I know how to them because if it's not for the employees, my business ain't going to run the way it's running. So let's get praise where praise is due. Okay. 
you know what? Sometimes God put us in positions to see how not to run things. Come on now. You know that, right? Yes. So he put he he puts us there. So when we create our own table, mm-hmm. we're able to do what we supposed to do. And every person that's with us will be treated like the person that they are with yes. respect. You know what I'm saying? Make mm-hmm. sure they're good mentally. That's yep. one girl, you gotta write that. You gotta write that journal. Yes. You gotta write that journal. You got to, you have to, you have to. That's what it is. That's the download for you tonight. Write that journal. I receive it. I receive it. I really do. I receive it. I'm already like, okay, the journal got to throw an affirmation here on this page. Let's write about these. Like we got to get deeper into almost like shadow work within this journal. Yes. That's okay. I'm just coming. And it you did, coming. and look, you it's did amazing. Coming. You did amazing. You did thank amazing. You. you are of thank greatness. You. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you did that. I'm so proud of you, yo. Like when I say I'm so proud of you, I'm so proud of you. Thank Nothing you. stopped you. Right. You, you did that. You made that decision and I'm proud of you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I want the whole world to know that, <laughs> that you took a stand tonight. Yes, and I chose me, and I want you to choose you. Like, choose yourself. Choose your, you got to choose yourself before you choose your family. Choose yourself before you choose your partner. Because if you don't know self, ain't nothing gonna work with nobody. Hmm. Facts. It's, it's things you got to break down within yourself to be who you are. Yeah, and most whoever the too. world told you that you you couldn't do, you can't do whatever you've been suppressed in life. But when you did, you used to speak out, and they'd be like, "No, no, 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 don't do that. That's not good. That's suppressing mm-hmm. yourself." Mm-hmm. Go back to that person. Like this one guy, he did a video today about dandelions and how when you blow dandelions, it's a spiritual thing. You could blow them. You could. You know, the roots is good for certain things. You could blow them to send a message, to receive a message or whatever. And I wrote up there, oh, my God, when I was a kid and just, like, free, I would always blow dandelions. Like, it was something I enjoyed doing. He said, you know what? You need to get back out there and blow some dandelions. And I'm going to do that tomorrow. That's the energy right there. That's the energy. So, listen... We got, we got, we, listen, it's going to be more of this. Yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? This is, this is just the beginning. Yeah. This is just the beginning, yo. You could just feel something brewing up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She will have her journey journal out. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Come yes. She, to all stores near you, Barnes and Noble. Let's go, baby. Let's Big go. energy. <laughs> so once again, y'all, cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm a leave y'all with the outro. I got an outro for y'all though. Okay. I got an outro, an outro for y'all. Listen, this is Why Not Us podcast. This this platform is for everybody to use their voice. Yes, yes. You don't yes. have to hide. Be who you are. Mm-hmm. We've been hiding too long. We've been diluted too long. Yes. It's our turn. Take back what's already yours. The, the power is already in you. Yes, let's go. Let's That's go. That's why everybody thought, oh, um, January is such and such when everybody was standing outside talking about getting all these superpowers. 
Honey, the power is already within us. It's just time for us to realize that. Yes, because you have to unlock. Honey. Honey, that's a it. whole nother segment, okay? Girl, we'll talk, talk about we'll, being a, a prisoner in your own mind and still girl, we most de- a slave and hold Ooh. on, because it's some modern day slaves out here, okay? We most definitely got to have a conversation <laughs> about that on another day, on another topic, on another series. Let's yes. go. Let's go, it. baby. Let's go. I, Big energy. I told you at first I was, you know, nervous. Now I'm feeling so comfortable, like because mm, because it was because because it was already in you. Yeah, it, it was already there. Push. Mm-hmm. That's all. And look oh, at you. Take you to the prison again. <laughs> look at you. Look at you. See. Yes. Okay. Right. Big energy. You did that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is, though. Everybody have a good night, but I'm going to leave yeah. y'all some with this outro. Yeah. Why not us? Here you go. Why not? <laughs> you can be what you want to be. See what you want to see. Go where you want to go. Oh. Why not us podcast with Ken J? Yes.